Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. In this episode, the Open Tech Conference. Hello world, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. This episode consists of our interview with Sam Smith, one of the organisers of the Open Tech Conference happening in London this May. My co-host is Mr. Les Pounder. The Full Circle Podcast is the companion to Full Circle Magazine, the independent magazine for the Ubuntu community. Find us at www.fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. Full Circle Interview And this episode, we have with us Sam Smith, who is part of the organizing team for the Open Tech Conference, which is happening 21st of May at University of London. Good evening, Sam. Good evening. How are we doing today? It's just before bank holiday weekend, and I have a large amount of stuff to do. (laughs) So uh, hopefully, while everyone else is watching the wedding tomorrow, I can make my to-do list probably be just longer than it was when I started. The conference is starting to come together. We'll talk about the conference schedule itself in a moment. Perhaps for the benefit of the listeners, you could just give us a quick thumbnail sketch of where Open Tech came from and what you're hoping to achieve out of this year's event. Open Tech 2011 is the latest in a long series of events going back to the late 90s when there was a newsletter called NTK need to know which went out every Friday afternoon and had about a hundred percent geek mindshare and it ran a series of game and other technology events off the back of it. In two thousand and five UKUG got involved to help organise it and that was the year that the Open Rights Group was formed out of a session at Open Tech where some there was a session on where is the British Electronic Frontier Foundation and somebody basically from the audience stood up and said, Well I'd give some money to found it. Who else would? And the rest, as they say, is history. And it's a conference of people interested in doing things with technology that maybe it wasn't entirely designed to do, but generally people who would like to make the world better. And how long have you been involved in organising the conference? I joined Helping Organise 2005, and we took a couple of years off. And I've run one in 8, 9, 10, and now 2011 as well. Each year has a varying different theme, which tends to be tied roughly to some of the talks. This year, the aim was to get something on travel and basically spaces, so where people are. What, what is it that you do in your day job and My, some of the other organisers? The two co-organisers to whom I'm hugely indebted are Anna and David, who do all the really useful things that I keep forgetting, help with the programme and make most of the whole thing happen. And what is it that you do when you're not organising the conference? My day job is completely unrelated as 
a well, member of a research group at a university doing technical stuff and has very little to do with open tech at all. <laughs> I'm just looking down the schedule here, at least the draft schedule, because uh, I can see there are a few slots yet to be filled, and I'm, I'm guessing that a few things will probably appear in that yeah. before you get to the event. Yeah, there's, there's the TBA, which will hopefully be announced early next week, which is after you hear this, but it, it will be a great talk. It's just I, until I actually confirm, I can't tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of empty, two empty sessions which need things to come in because generally we get a, an email the week beforehand going, I would love to do this really great talk on this thing. And, and at that point, it's a talk we really want and have nowhere to put it. So that's what those empty gaps are for. The thing about Open Tech is it's kind of three things. The, the thing it is that we've talked about is a low-cost event in London on 21st of May. It's the thing you get your tickets for at UKUG.org slash OpenTech, and that is the conference. Beyond that, it's a day of great talks on all topics, technical, geeky, and interesting, relating to things in very, very different and interesting ways. And then the third thing it is, is sort of a gathering of the 600-plus friends who guard that fine, fine line between enthusiasm and wearing a tinfoil hat. <laughs> I, I can't remember which of my friends said that as their, how they describe open tech, but I do really love the quote because that's pretty much what it is. It's designed to be something where if you're interested in a couple of weird things, you can be pretty sure that you'll show up and 60, 150 people will also be interested in those. So... <sighs> And dare I ask, what kind of people attend the event? A lot of our attendees, the easiest way to look at who attends is to look at the talks. And the people who attend are the people who are interested in one or more topics of the talk, and then people who came last year and came back because it was interesting. And at this point, we have 600-odd people plus who show up. But this year, we have talks on the inside story of the Science is Vital campaign, which was the campaign at the end of last year to not cut the science research budgets, which was massively successful. We've got talks on visualising data from ITO World, who, if you've seen the OpenStreetMap videos of all the edits around the world, which sort of flash and look pretty, they're the people who did that. OpenStreetMap themselves are talking, the Open Knowledge Foundation talking about taking their Where Does My Money Go project global. Newsworthy at the moment is sort of talks on location-based services and privacy, and we scheduled those before Apple started saving everything. And sort of there's talks on climate change, there's talks on some of the government data that's coming out, things like on the organograms, which sounds really dull, but it's the list of who works where and what what are the jobs in government which if you're trying to do any form of campaigning or lobbying or advocacy is information that the big lobbyists have, but until very recently wasn't really publicly available. So there's talk from the bits of the National Archives that are involved in in publishing that data. And the people who come, other people interested in those things, we've got the one-click organisations group who have some infrastructure to let you build a legal organization without having to know lots of the legal process. It talks you through it on the web and tells you that these are the decisions you need to make. 
and it helps a small group of friends doing something make a legal organization out of it, be it not for profit, be it for profit, be whatever all the different settings are, and makes that a nice smooth road rather than a dirt path full of potholes. (laughs) At the end of the day, we've got the two sessions in the main room, which take 250 plus people, talking about the interesting questions that a lot of people who are active in various ways like to ask. Watching the press is all about the people who watch and mock the email. Some using search engine optimization for good, not evil. And the Open Corporates Project, who are building a big web-accessible database of every company in the world, at which point you can start to do various things with that if you, because they have a lot of the tax havens in that. That links back to some of the anti-cuts projects and some of the more political stuff. And it all links together. And then the where the Where Does My Money Go project came from, which was asking what would seem to be an innocent question of what does the government spend money on, mm-hmm. which even after all the work that's happened, all of the promises of the new government, you still can't answer. And this is a bit about why, and a bit about why Lisa thinks this is important. And we've got Helen and Denny from Police State UK and a project on the law who are talking about, we think that this is an important question. The answers aren't there, and the audience will have a lot of people who are just interested, and some people who are thinking, actually, I'm interested in a very different but kind of similar in theoretical question, and I could go off and start answering that because Lisa's inquiries got the Tory government to release a huge amount of spending data. Not the bit she actually wanted, but they're working on that. A lot of it is talks from people who spend a huge amount of time on very small things that together make a much make for a more transparent world. And there are a load of other talks as well on hardware and software and knitting, making musical instruments and measuring basically your entire life and a load of other random talks that make open tech what it is. Hardware and software and knitting. I think that's our episode title right there. (laughs) (laughs) And how's the attendance been is it? it in some ways it varies a little bit depending on what the talks are the weather and how close attention i spend to the i pay to the fire capacity which of course we ne- would never exceed honestly but, university of london we do count everybody yeah we do count everybody <laughs> but it's a case of the the talks are in some ways relatively varied so people may just come in for the odd hour or so mm-hmm. and given that the entry fee is pretty much a fiver if you're well, free, if you're a student, and a fiver if you're anything else, it, it's for some of the talks, a fiver for the hour you get is, or, or fiver just for an hour is incredibly good value, mm-hmm. especially if it's one of the really interesting talks that you really want to hear, and s- some of them will be, which does make scheduling three streams of talks with around 650 people across the entire building mm. somewhat interesting, because if I get it wrong, everyone gets quite cosy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're not going to please everybody all of the time. 
and, and they will tell me about it on Twitter. Yeah. But a lot of the time, the most interesting stuff happens from the floor. 2008 was right at the start of the open data movement in the UK. It had been going for many years, but when it really exploded. And there were some talks on that. We thought they'd be great. And somebody called John Sheridan from National Archives stood up from the floor and said, we announced this unlocking service yesterday, which all things the rest of the audience saying would be nice and we'd like this. You just fill in this form and we'll go and chase it for you. That this was the most wonderful thing at the conference, and I had no idea what it was. Mm. Ewan Spence being Ewan, if you go to YouTube and look for iPod Shuffle Shuffle, caused us a chaos. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil the video, but it's absolutely fantastic. And Put that link in the show notes. <laughs> Les, I've been monopolising the questions. Anything you'd like to pitch in? Well, one thing I've heard is that students can go free of charge and it's a five on the door for everyone else i know when i signed up for this because i work for the government i got a free ticket as well is that open to everyone who's got a, a government based email account yes i say students in GovUK because a lot of the things people are talking about would benefit from knowing how things work internally if you have a GovUK address it's a pretty good way of doing that they're pretty hard to get if you don't work for government have you got many people from governments coming to the events? I mean, uh, obviously, we're not going to name drop anyone big or anything, but have you got any attendees who work in the government or local government? There's about 20 UK addresses registered, but looking at the list, I know that a lot of people will register without without using their government address, and there's about 35 UK addresses registered out of nearly 400 in total. So it, it, it's not huge numbers, but no. we do get occasionally... Some of the more techie MPs show up for a bit if they if there's a talk that they really want to hear, or they send sort of people who have some interest, and it tends to get talked about on Twitter and pushed around a bit, and people just show up, and we don't particularly care where people come from. If they come and get something out of it, that's the main thing. What one of the things we actually don't usually find out about is what happened as a result of the talks or the conference, like. Open Rights Group, we heard about it because the, it had monopolised the conference about 15 minutes after somebody had stood up and said this. Everybody was talking about it. But Emily James, who runs the, or is making the Just Do It documentary at just-do-it.org.uk, she taught last year and she did a fantastic talk. And the story, once until about two months ago I told about this, was the talk was so good that she sort of said, we're looking for donations to help finish make the film. And while she was changing chairs to get the next speaker set up, somebody walked up and just handed her a check while she was about to take questions, <laughs> which is a nice story and sounds great. But I got a message on Twitter about six weeks ago, probably not even that, from two people at the Commons College, and Matt, who were also in the audience for that talk. And they'd been thinking about cycling from Land's End to John O'Groats to Chase Spring because they saw a tweet from Stephen Fry, just a throwaway tweet that said something along the lines of uh, what takes three months to travel the UK. That's how long spring takes. So they've got a project called Chasing Spring where they're making a documentary about taking three months to cycle from Land's End to John O'Groats. And they're somewhere north of Dundee at this point, about two weeks left. And you can follow their progress at chasingspring.co.uk. But the reason they decided to actually do this utterly insane thing is they were sitting in the audience and the name of 
Emily James's film is Just Do It, and they decided to, well, just do it. <laughs> and it's that sort of thing that I'm sure there are three other stories like that that I've never heard of from Home Tech last year that I will find out about because they'll come and tell me about them at this point. It's like, if you told me like a month ago, I'd have put you on the schedule. Mm. Shall we ju- just wrap up with a quick reminder of when it is and where it is, and we'll let you get back to finishing the organisation. <laughs> Home Tech is at the University of London Union on the 21st of May. You can get your tickets in advance at ukug.org slash opentech. And if you want to come along, you probably should at least book a ticket in advance. We usually, for fire capacity reasons, have to close it if you're not pre-registered. And it's again looking like we'll need to do that this year. The schedule is also up on the website at ukug.org slash opentech. Marvellous. For those who don't know roughly where the union building is it's near russell square and there's a map on the website at ukg.org excellent there is well les is going to come down and join you and we've we've just hatched a plot that he turns up with uh, some audio recording equipment and will be our on the spot reporter so hopefully (laughs) you've been volunteered so (laughs) hopefully we'll get some more um, useful pieces uh, when he comes back. So best Sounds of luck great. from best of luck for the event. Thank um, you. Hope it all goes well. Maybe we can even do a little post mortem after the event, and you can let us know how it got, how you got on, and um, what what stunning surprises came came from the floor this year. Best of luck to everybody concerned. Okay, thank you. All right, Cheers, thanks guys. very much. Cheers, Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. What a nice man. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Feedback. You can post comments and feedback on the podcast page at fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. Send us a comment to podcast at fullcirclemagazine.org. You can also send us a comment by recording an audio clip of no more than 30 seconds and sending it to the same address. Comments and audio may be edited for length. Please remember, this is a family-friendly show. That's it for another show. The Full Circle Podcast will be back on Hacker Public Radio very soon. I'm Robin Catling. Goodbye for now. Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.